Welcome to the Fearless Women Podcast. We're inspiring conversations for the unafraid. I'm Janice McDonald, founder of The Beacon Agency, author and global champion for women. Why am I making this show? Because I want to share the inspiring stories of women leaders in business, arts and culture, politics and more with all of you. Hear how they've chosen to go forward and be bold and make the world a better place, even when it wasn't easy to do. Subscribe now wherever you find podcasts. Hey, everybody, I'm Janice McDonald. Welcome to the Fearless Women Podcast. Thank you for tuning in from across Canada and so many other countries like New Zealand, USA, Australia, UK, and so many more places, including a ton of listeners from Mexico. It's great to have all of you joining us. We're inspiring important conversations with the unafraid, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. I'm very excited to have this next guest on the show. Before I tell you more about her, I want to take a moment and talk about my book. You know what I'm talking about. Fearless Girls with Dreams, Women with Vision, the true and authentic stories from women in Canada and elsewhere continue to inspire and are more relevant than ever these days. Thank you again for making it a bestseller in Canada. Your support means the world to me. Hey, tell your friends and grab a copy wherever you love to buy books. So my guest today is an important voice in tech and the digital scene in Canada. It's Joanne Stanley. She's Executive Director of Women in Communications and Technology, WCT, as we like to refer to it as. She was appointed in 2013. And hey, I remember it well because I was board chair at that time. So since 2013, Joanne has been leading the charge of WCT. It is Canada's largest national professional association dedicated to the career advancement of women as leaders and contributors to the Canadian communications, broadcast, media, and tech companies. She's had an unwavering commitment to women in tech, media, and comms industries for her entire career. She's going to talk about that and so much more. Welcome to the show, Joanne Stanley. Thanks so much, Janice. Love to be here, and I feel very honoured, privileged, in fact, to be part of, uh, you have had an amazing lineup of women. So thank you for including me. Well, I'm delighted. So first of all, let's talk about your current role. You're the executive director of WCT. You've been in this role, as I mentioned, since 2013. Uh, Talk about why you love it and why it matters. Why do we even need WCT in 2020? Um, In fact, WCT is more relevant now than ever. We've been around for 28 years, still going strong as a national not-for-profit association, as you briefly described us. Um, And in that capacity, we're a coast-to-coast, volunteer, membership-based organization, 10 chapters across the country, hundreds of volunteers, a number of big corporate sponsors in the tech and comm field, all who care about and who are working toward advancing women, advancing women into leadership and encouraging more women to get into careers in the digital economy. Uh, Isn't that a dream job to be working with amazing women and amazing leaders 
on ways and programs to help women become leaders. And I'm just going to give you some numbers because I think that will explain well why we are still doing what we're doing. In Canada today, 31% of the total communications and technology workforce are women. That's not bad, one-third. However, only 17% are in senior roles. And even worse than that, four are CEOs of Canadian-based communications tech, what we call ICT companies, in the Branham Top 100 companies. So we have a long way to go. Yeah, we do. And I like how you mentioned WCT, 28 years, still going strong, but also more relevant than ever. I certainly have been involved with the organization a very long time, and I know how relevant and important it has been for me in my career, not only for the amazing training that WCT has provided and continues to provide, but also wonderful connections. So tell me this, what will it take in your view, Joanne, to up those numbers. We need to get more women in the digital economy. What's it gonna take to up those numbers? We have to start even at grade three. Um, As early as that, research has shown that little girls need more encouragement and they need to see the opportunities and almost be pushed more than little boys to pursue activities that require math and building skills. Even though, and tests have shown this, they're just as good, if not better, scholastically in those areas. They're less inclined, little girls, to put themselves, or girls in general, are less inclined to put themselves forward and don't have the confidence to undertake technical-type problem-solving challenges. So teachers and parents at a very early age have to keep that in mind and and promote girls and boys equally in those areas. At the other end of the spectrum, um, there needs to be more efforts and more programs to enable women to move into leadership roles. We know that there, with more women we have in leadership, the more they are will tend to bring women behind them. Uh, They are role models that um, represent a goal that women can work towards. They become mentors and they encourage other women to follow them. So you can see it's gonna start really early, um, but at the other end, we need government uh, companies and women themselves to step up and to help each other move into leadership. So we know that annually WCT does their amazing gala, which is all about recognition of remarkable women. It sells out every year. It's always so inspiring, obviously, with COVID pandemic. Unfortunately, the the May gala this year was uh, unable to happen. But nevertheless, we know that shining a spotlight on incredible women is so important. And I think that's also what it takes when we think about how to get more women in it. And you, you talked about this whole idea of role models and mentors. It's really important. When I look at um, our time working together, when I was board chair, we were so aspirational thinking about how to create change and what 
what women in our country need and needed at that time. And we came up with the idea of the protege project that we created. It's still going and it's so incredibly important. Can you talk about this bold vision that we created? Because I'm so proud of it. And I, I'm particularly proud of the idea of truly uh, supporting women on their leadership journey in such a meaningful way. And many women now, because we've had cohorts of it. Can you talk about the Protégé Project? Um, Sure. As as you mentioned, Janice, it was started five years ago. And it, um, to the impetus, was the fact that there were very few women, as I mentioned, who were in what we call the C-suite in corner offices, in, in, in truly um, leadership positions. So the Protege Project is an executive sponsorship program whereby we match high potential, very talented women who are destined for the C-suite, but who need a leg up, who need help with having the doors opened. And we pair them with chief executive officers men and women, um, very senior leaders um, in Canada and also in the U.S., to provide them, to help catapult them, if you will, into the corner office. Executive sponsorship is different from mentorship in that mentorship tends to be around coaching, advising. You can even have, of course, peer-to-peer mentorship, and it's very effective. Executive sponsorship is where a a successful senior leader will take a high potential, in this case a woman, under their wing, open their their Rolodex, if you will, um, and introduce that? that woman. (laughs) <laughs> what's that? I'm being playful. I'm saying, what's a Rolodex? <laughs> Open up their <laughs> network. Introduce <laughs> <There> we <go. laughs> Well, and we've had, I would say, probably um, 20 or 30 graduates and some real success stories. Yes, some CEOs, some women who've, who've now become CEOs um, and very senior leaders in Canada as a result of the program. Yeah, I'm just so proud of it. It's so incredible. And it's what we dreamed of when we created it, Joanne. And, you know, you say we've got some exciting stories to tell of people who made it to the C-suite. But frankly, all the graduates are amazing stories because we had these incredible matches and people's careers are amplified and their networks are strengthened. So to me, it's super exciting. And if anybody's listening and wants to know more about the Protégé Project, can you give the website? Because there's that information is there, but also the mentorship and the WCT Awards Gala that I ref all that's there and more. <laughs> the 10 chapters you talked about, Joanne. So can you give the website for people so they know where to check it out? Sure. We are a national and a bilingual um, organization. So our website is www.wct-fct.com. Easy breezy. And as you mentioned, our programs are all there. And and you'll also see all of the chapters that are listed. And I should mention, take a minute just to talk about the, there are 10 chapters in most of the provinces They're all run by volunteers, and they're already busily planning the fall season. So while we are in a pandemic, WCT and organizations like ours are 
even more, not just relevant, but critical to help women connect with each other when they can't come together in person. And so most of our programming in the fall will be virtual, will be online. Yeah. And I will jump in and say, when COVID first hit, I did an amazing webinar for WCT and the demand was 10x what normally the webinars are getting. And it speaks to the need that women in our country need these opportunities to come together. You know, all it takes to get involved in that mentorship program is to join up as a member. So tell me this, what's your advice, Joanne? You have been at the helm of WCT for seven years, but you've had a very successful career in comms and tech. So, you know, what's your advice for ambitious women who want to get ahead? Aside from the obvious, you know, join WCT, get a mentor, do the protege project. But aside from that, what what are some other insights you could share with us? Uh, One, if if, uh, as a young woman moving through their career, one of the things I would say is try as many different roles Um, as you can. I was fortunate um, to have people throughout my career who saw potential in me that I did not. Then they pushed me to take on different jobs. And I continually said, really? You want me to try that? Okay. Uh, (laughs) But I was game. And um, each new role I found led to another new opportunity. And so that's probably one comment I would make to anyone Mm -hmm. in particular who's just starting out in their career. Another piece of advice I would use, and this, this is, is as it relates to um, leadership and um, becoming a better leader, pay attention to your instinct. I, what I found is so many decisions are not binary right or wrong, um, have binary right or wrong answers. And someone said to me quite early in my career, you've got good intuition, listen to it. Do what feels right often as opposed to what you think is correct or right or wrong. Go with your gut. We've all heard that phrase a lot. So mm-hmm. that, those would be two pieces of advice I would give. That's very helpful. So what about a pinch me moment from your career? My pinch me moment, and I had to think for a minute on this one, was about two or three years ago, Janice, you may have been there. It was a gala at the Chateau Laurier. Um, There was about 400 people in the room. There had been all of the wonderful stories. The winners had recounted their journeys throughout the evening. And I was doing my closing remarks. And The closing song, the song that we chose to close out the evening, was a song, in fact, it's a Canadian song called Rise Up, Rise Up. And the music Rise Up, Rise Up came on as people were just starting to get up. And I must say that I just felt chills up and down my spine as I watched all of these people knowing that they were there celebrating women's leadership and celebrating diversity and gender in Canada. And that was a pinch me moment for me. 
No, yeah, it's, it's, well, the gala is always so incredible, but you're absolutely right to see such a diverse and supportive crowd there all in celebration is, uh, is a pretty magical thing. So, all right, what about something you've done once that you say, Mm-mm, I never want to do that again? I had to think about that. Um, yeah, no, nothing I can, I could come up with. But I can tell you a time when I was fearless. Yes. And, and I tell this story because it's, it was, um, it's worth any young kind of um, ambitious PR person <laughs> hearing this one. It was about um, midway in my career. I was a public relations professional and I worked for the telephone company. Um, I was charged with leading a national press conference. And it involved the 10 CEOs of all the Canadian telephone companies. And the announcement was to, it was to announce a coalition to develop a new broadband service. All the CEOs were men, older than me, highly accomplished leaders. I was the only woman. I was the only woman on the stage. And I was the only woman who was going to go up to the podium. And it was my role to take charge of the press conference and direct the CEOs when to speak. So you can kind of picture this. And on top of all of that, it was televised. Um, So it was a time when you couldn't, I I had to be fearless. I couldn't, you know, that's where adrenaline kicks in, I think. Um, But I have to tell you, after the press conference, I was shaking. And (laughs) so that was an interesting moment for me. So... (laughs) Any young PR gal who's out there, I say, you go there, <laughs> go do it. Go do it. Give it a shot. Absolutely. And it must have been visually quite something. You're there and then the lineup of the 10 uh, males. So I can see why that would be, uh, okay, we got to get through this. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so what about uh, the 10-year-old you, Joanne? Where were you living? What were you into? Were you already into PR and tech? What were you like? Um, no, and I must, you know, people usually talk about their upbringing and their their parents and being a big influence in their life. And um, I probably, they, I'm sure they were, but in, a, in an odd way, my father was a military, he was an Air Force pilot. So consequently, we moved around a lot and we were in stationed in in many Air Force bases, predominantly in Canada, but also overseas. And as a result of that, and moving every three, two to three years, I was forced as a, as a girl to be able to make friends, to, one, um, survive on my own because I was catapulted in a new environment every two to three years and to be able to reach out and to build uh, a network and a community around me. And then, oops, I was off to the next one. But I think unknowingly my, my upbringing provided or created in me a certain resilience and a, ability to kind of survive in an environment just that is, might be foreign. So... That was, um, I think, a an, an, an learning for me as I was thinking about that. What was I doing? I was a 
competitive swimmer. Mm. That too probably helped me because I think anyone who works with me or for me knows that I'm a, I'm a little bit driven and competitive in that regard. So I was also a bookworm and I was a pretty studious kid. So scholastically, I did fairly well, I think. And um, so all of that, good grounding. It was um, a good exercise, Janice, to look back and to think about um, what caused me or um, how did I come to be where I am today. So thank you for making me do that. Mm, I love that. And um even though, as you mentioned, you would go from base to base as a competitive swimmer, you can find a pool, right? There's always a pool where you can do your sport. So I think that really, when you talk about that resiliency, I think that's uh, sports is often such a great part of it. And on that note, this is just a bit of a fun anecdote. The favorite posting that my father had was he was commanding officer of the Gander Air Force Base. It is the best role in the world to be a young teenager at an Air Force base where your father is the CEO and you have the keys. You have the keys <laughs> to the pool. You have the keys to the curling rink. You have the keys to the, the bowling alley. So, <laughs> yeah, and when you mentioned that, it was a, that, was a, that was a great posting for me. Uh, and at a great time and age. Yeah. So what about then, we've heard some uh, lessons from your earlier life, but what about leadership lessons from your career that you'd like to share? Um, I would like to say to women, particularly ambitious women, you go girl. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I, I guess I want to say to other women who want to move up the ladder, not everyone does, but if you do, please, when you are doing that, um, help the others around you. Bring the others behind you. The more we women we have in leadership roles, the more they will gather and bring other women. So that would probably be the one piece of advice. I, I, I'd also like to... Um, to quote me, you um, give you a quote that I have, in fact, posted in my office, and it's from a, a Dr. Ursula Franklin, who was at the University of Toronto. She was a physicist. She was a well-known scientific woman in Canada, and she was a feminist. And she, this quote is, I think, represents what we, what our movement is all about, and says. Change will come not through revolution, but through millions of earthworms preparing the soil. And I think of us all as little earthworms, and we've all got to do our little bit to move this forward and to make a difference and to bring more women into leadership. Well, Joanne, you've had a long career of moving women forward and doing your part. So it's no surprise that uh, you've got the beautiful quote that you referenced handy and right there in your office. So here's my final question for you, Joanne. What is your dream for Canada? I think this is probably, you can anticipate this. 
It is where women leaders at the top are as commonplace as men. And I mean that sincerely. If you look around, it's just, they're just, as I say, there are four female CEOs of large CT companies. That we have a female prime minister, that we have a female president as a kindred neighbor. And I don't think that's that far away, but that is my dream. My daughter is in her 20s. She's training to be a lawyer. I'm hoping I might be around to see her potentially be the prime minister. So that's my dream. Beautiful. That's a beautiful dream for Canada. And you're right. I'm not surprised to hear that. You're bold, you're ambitious, and you are doing your inchworm part and then that of many other inchworms to make sure that this uh, beautiful dream for Canada is realized for women in our country. And we'll all be better for it. You have been listening to Joanne Stanley. She's the Executive Director of Women in Communications and Technology, WCT. The website, wct-fct.com. If you want to learn more. And Joanne, such an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us today on the Fearless Women podcast. And thank you, Janice. You are definitely doing your bit to move and make change and to move us all forward. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. We want our community to grow. Tell your friends, follow us on Instagram, and sign up for our newsletter at fearlesswomenpodcast.com to get the early scoop. Thanks again to our amazing sponsors, BDC, Lockheed Martin, and Export Development Canada. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts or in your favorite app. And if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating. I'm Janice McDonald. Stay fearless. Thank you to Export Development Canada, the international risk experts, for your support of the Fearless Women podcast. Supporting Canadian companies of all sizes succeed on the world stage. EDC takes your worries away and helps you grow your business with confidence. When your business has no borders, neither does your potential. Find out more at edc.ca slash women in trade. Thank you to BDC, the bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, for your support of the Fearless Women podcast. We love smart companies that want to amplify women's voices. For more information, go to bdc.ca women.